0: All right. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that Louis B. and I, we recorded this episode before the news of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi passing hit. Uh, We wanted to send our deepest condolences to Kobe Bryant's family, to the Laker organization, city of Los Angeles, the city that we both reside in that we love very much. Um, Kobe is a Huge, huge athlete in my life, one of my favorite athletes of all time, one of my favorite eras of Laker Nation, probably the era I remember the fondest because I was the oldest during Kobe's run. And uh, this is a really heartbreaking time for Los Angeles and for everyone who's a Lakers fan, myself included. And so we just wanted to let you know that uh, we will be addressing this in a, uh, in a, in a, Later episode with Raymond and Candlestick Will, but I just wanted to kind of tag this on to the beginning of this episode uh, that Louis B. and myself, we send our deepest condolences to Kobe Bryant's family and all the families of everyone, everyone, everyone's lives who were lost in that terrible plane crash in Calabasas. Everyone's whose families are connected, our deepest condolences go out to them and uh, yeah. So we will, we will be talking about this a little bit further in a later episode, but uh, now on to uh, Louis B. and I as we, uh, we discuss the NFC and the Super Bowl and what the future of the Rams may hold. Thank you. Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by the Arizona Office of Tourism. And we'll be talking more about them later on in the episode. But every Monday episode from now through February is sponsored by the Arizona Office of Tourism. More information on that when we get a little bit further into the show. But first, welcome. This is a solo host mission from our typical members. But my boy, my boy, Louis B, is in the building. He's going to be on here in a second here. But if you are listening to the Goldcast for the first time, well, welcome. Welcome to the Goldcast Nation. The Goldcast Empire, as Niner by Nation called us earlier this year, because I guess when you do have fans in both UK and Ireland and they're calling into the show, I guess that constitutes as a Goldcast Empire. Would you agree with that, Louis B.? Does that make us an empire uh, if we have fans from out of the country? Are we, know, are we past a nation now? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have someone from – you have if you have a single person from the UK calling in – You've now you've now bypassed national national laws. You are now over you're over you're in a, in, in in international territory now.
0: You're in the overseas. <laughs> you're everywhere. You're we're Goldcast International now. Exactly,
1: that's the, that's yeah. the new name. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Got it. Goldcast International, I love it. Uh, welcome to the Goldcast. If you're new for the show, you can uh, find us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and wherever great podcasts are sold for free. Like, subscribe. If you want to comment and talk to us, the easiest way to do that is on YouTube.com/slash The Goldcast, right in the comments section. Every one of these podcasts is recorded and and is airs on wherever all, where our traditional podcast channels are, and then also on YouTube.com/slash The Goldcast, and that's generally. Where everyone talks to us, but you can also find me on Instagram at RudySulis3rd and on Twitter at RudySulis3. And then Louis B, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Actually Louis B. Uh, and yeah, feel free to yell at me about how good the Niners are. I will understand. <laughs> I will gra- take it gracefully. <laughs>
0: there you go. Louis B, uh, we, yes, absolutely. We're gonna we have a lot to talk about, but first, your professor, Professor Fanalism, is here. Our LA co-host, he's in the building too. Classes in session. Let's go.
1: San Francisco, are you ready? Are you ready?
0: This is the Gold Cast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, man, Uh... I mean, okay, congrats. All right, I'll give it to you guys. You guys made it. It hurts to say. it Pains me to say. Everyone that's listened to this for you know the last couple of years knows that I'm uh, I'm a Rams fan and I am a avid avid <laughs> Niner hater. Um, but I do love the Gold Cast. I love being on here. And uh, yeah, congrats. You guys did had a dominant season. Um, I didn't buy in in the beginning, and then it took me about to like week 10 or 11 because I'm a stubborn stubborn ass. And, uh, as, you and I was... as you should have been <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And about week 10, week 11, I was like, man, I guess they're, I guess they're legit. God damn it. All right, whatever. <laughs> Hopefully they get knocked out in playoffs and that did not happen. And, uh, here we are, man. No, you guys had a, uh, an excellent season. Really? The defense was impressive to watch. And as much as I wanted to root against Jimmy G and I kind of said throughout the whole season I was like well just make him throw just make him throw and then he can't do it he won't be able to do it and then he and then he goes in the superdome and 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 puts the game on his shoulders and throws it and wins the game like you know so I I'm I think it's going to be a really good game. I do think Kansas City they just shut down the the best postseason running back we've seen, I mean historically in Derrick Henry. So I personally do think this game is going to come down to Jimmy G and I I don't think that's an issue. I think he's going to be able to keep up with Mahomes. I I, I really do. I, this is going to be a really close game.
0: I bet. No, I agree. I so let's get let's get in. So we're gonna we're gonna start. Let's start with there. Let's start right with the with the Super Bowl. And I I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about this from the perspective of you and I going through the season into the Super Bowl. So I I had a set I had a set. Winning three to eight games. That's really where I had us. I thought at at best, at best, was three to eight. Raymond had us actually winning like 11 games. He actually was was really close. Where did you have the Niners? Where did you have the Niners going into the season? I think, I'm sure if we go back, maybe I, I, I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I had you guys
1: at about eight and eight. I think I said maybe nine and seven. Like, you guys could do nine and seven. I thought I'd take at least another year for you guys to get like – really gelled and really meshed, uh, really put together. And I really did. I did not think it was going to happen this year. I think I said eight and eight or nine and seven. I kind of had you guys there.
0: Yeah. And I I, I pretty much pegged the Rams for repeating us first in the NFC West. Did you have that too? Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I really did. I thought we were going to come back still strong uh and that didn't
0: happen <laughs> what do you think was the major contributor i have i have what i think but i want to hear what you, what do you think was really what because i mean they they, they kind of pulled it together about midway through the season towards the latter half they they looked like shades of themselves but even then it was a little it was a little inconsistent but they they had a couple they had they, they put together a couple games here and there towards the end of the season that made them that you you felt like man had they done this all year they might have they might have had a shot but what do you think really was the difference this year between this year and last year?
1: Right, e- exactly, and I agree with that. Yeah, I think that we did, but I think the whole year we just looked clunky. Like that was the word that I kept like kind of coming to mind when I watched us. It was just like clunky. It was like. Things weren't – like, it would hit, and it would hit, and then it would, like – it would miss and, miss and miss and miss, and then it hit, and then it miss. Like, there was no consistency. Um, fits I, exactly, exactly, yeah. I think the biggest issue was our O-line. I think our O-line – I think letting go – we let go of John Sullivan, our center, and then we let go of Roger Saffold, who was our left guard, who was one of the best left guards in the season, in, in the NFL the last two years. And But I think that really – those two losses like really hurt us. And then we had, you know, the last two years, 2017, 2018, we we're one of the healthiest teams in the league. And then this last year, our line just got decimated. So on top of them already being not as good as they were, then there were injuries and that's, and, and I'm not afraid. I'm not like, you know, I love Jared Goff, but he does have his weaknesses and he needs a clean pocket. Like Goff is not the guy that at least not yet. I think he's still too young. To be the guy that's going to stand in the pocket and you know and just be able to launch it under massive pressure. There's not a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that can do that anyway. But I think that he does. He's he's very dependent on a good O line, and uh, and we did not have that this year. And so that's why you saw a lot of holes in his game appear because he was just under too much
0: duress. Yeah, I could totally see that. Now what about what do you think about the? I agree with that too. I also think. You know the scheme of Sean McVeigh was regardless of how he dressed it up, it was basically the same exact thing all the time, and it did seem like teams really figured it out. And it 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 looks like the Rams had a hard time adjusting and finding new schemes under this current regime. You know that that the offense that they had developed, it just seemed like players were having trouble adapting to something new to keep other teams on their toes. Do you do you agree with that as well?
1: No question, yeah, no question. I think uh, I think McVeigh's age showed. First of all, it showed in the Super Bowl, obviously, when we yes. came out and just didn't even didn't even try. I was blown away. I mean, again, I'm not a I'm not an NFL coordinator. I don't understand. You know, I mean, I don't understand certain. You know, like the ins and outs of schemes, but I watch enough of the game and I watch the Rams enough to know what plays they're running. And the fact that we came out in the Super Bowl and ran the exact same plays, the exact same formation, ran all season blew my mind. And then so his age showed then and then it just carried over this year like his age showed this year, like same thing. Yeah, like like just the same scheme, same formation, same play, same motions like there wasn't any he wasn't like throwing in anything or doing anything that was like, you know, his his normal, innovative ways, and just like he was just like we just kept the same offense and with them not running Todd Gurley as much as they should have. You can't do that. The offense doesn't work, run the same. So I don't think I, I still believe in McVay. I still buy into him. I still think he is a real, I'm not, you know, he's not a, I definitely don't think he's a one and done, you know, Chip Kelly type. I think he is a very good offensive mind. I think he's a good head coach. Uh, I, so I believe in him, you know, for the future, but he, again, he's like, you know, we got to remember he's the youngest head coach in the NFL right now, like by a lot, you know what I mean? And so, You look at someone like Kyle Shanahan, like you guys have, and this guy is obviously such an insane offensive innovator and offensive mind, but you got to look at how he's been in the He's been doing this in the NFL for how many years, right? I mean, probably as long as McVay's even been in the league, Shanahan's been doing it. You know what I mean? So it's like this guy. So of course, you know, now you, you, I think you're seeing like the, you know, shit, the Shanahan effect of like, that's what comes with time. And that's what comes with like with age, and so I buy into McVay still. It's just he's just gonna need he you know, he needs to he needs to keep growing, you know, in these next year or two and and I hope he will next year.
0: Yeah, I definitely I definitely uh agree with that. You did see his youth, you saw his inexperience, and in particular, especially last year, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to see the pundits because last year everyone's calling Sean McVay the best pay caller in the game, right? Yep. And I remember for the last two straight years watching Shanahan and not even, I'm not even comparing him to McVay. You know, I'm I'm solely focused on the Niners going, I'm watching Shanahan with no defense, a ragtag mismatch group of, of kooky quartets on offense with third string quarterbacks. And literally he's in the game every single time we're losing in the last five minutes by four, four to like three to seven points in the final minutes of a game. Every game, right? Like for two straight years, I'm going. We're literally in this game with nobody, nobody that will be in this team when we're at, when we're raising a championship one day. But somehow Shanahan puts this guy, these guys, in position to win. And then this year, everyone's going. Shanahan's the best play caller in the game. And I'm like, well, where were you guys for the last two years? I mean, I, I thought that. I thought that simply because he was doing so much with so little, and yeah. so many different ways. Like if you look at the Atlanta Falcons team, it was all high flying. Big air attack. Pass, 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 pass. And then in this postseason, it's been all running. But if you look at the entire season, Shanahan's like a Belichick. He will – he – someone said to me, they, they go, oh, man, uh, a Rams fan, not you. You would have never said this. Uh, this literally – and this guy hates us as much as you do. But this is what he said. This is what a Rams fan told me. He goes, just wait till next year when Shanahan's rookie schemes are exposed. I said, what? What? <laughs> Uh, rookie who's a rookie bro who is rookie. a rookie yeah i was like rookie schemes wow i was like are we even watching the same sport no and i was like are we, yeah, i was like you're never coming ignorance. on to the gold cast you can yeah. hate me but, but you can't go on the gold cast <laughs> so if you're not capable of actually understanding what you're saying there's there's no reason to even bring you onto the gold cast <laughs> i was uh and it was like and, and then and i was like what's the scheme though what's his style why don't you tell me because I don't know what it is. I'll tell you what the style is. His style is – and I don't mean – I'm being facetious there. No. His style is like Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick style. His style is whatever is, makes it impossible for you to defend. That's what his style is. So if yep. it's running, it's running. If it's passing, it's passing. And it's a, it, it's a combination, Then it's a combination of the two. It doesn't matter. The, the 49ers have become this year a chameleon, kind of like the Harbaugh days – with Harbaugh in the first couple of years, but on a way more advanced level. You know, Greg Roman I agree. And, and Harbaugh that era didn't even come close to what what these guys are doing here. You know what I mean? I and agree. Even Greg well, Roman with Baltimore, you see where how the shortcomings of that
1: of course of course yeah no doubt and and that's and yeah like you just said like that like like you can't pinpoint the scheme and you know I mean like again that was my biggest takeaway from watching the Niners in the beginning of the season was I was like oh dude like just make this team throw on you just stop the run and you'll be able to beat them like no question and then you watch them get into shootouts where they can't run the ball and they win and it's like okay well, I take back what I said. I guess that's not the way to beat him. Like, because be like you said, it is. It's very, it's very Belichick-esque. Where it is, it's, it's. I'm, we're gonna find. I'm gonna scheme a way to beat you, uh, based on your weaknesses. Like that's all it is. And like you know, if you're going into a game knowing, like again, like I don't. Th- I, my thought process for the game is that I don't think. I don't think Andy Reid is stupid. I think Andy Reed is a really good head coach. As much jokes as I make about him, and yeah, his time management is garbage. But I don't think he's, he is, a, he is obviously a very good head coach and he's smart. He's been around forever. I don't think Andy Reed is going to go into this game saying, okay guys, let's like what Green Bay, it, watching Green Bay play defense last week or whatever you call that was the most frustrating thing in my life as a Niner hater. Because it was just blowing my mind that they were just sitting back. They just sat back the whole game and didn't didn't try to take the running game away, or maybe they did, but they they were not successful. But uh, but Andy, I don't see Andy Reid going into this game and being like, oh yeah, let's just let him run all over us. Which in then in turn, I will say that I don't I think Shanahan is a very good and very smart head coach, and I think Shanahan knows that. Like again, I would not be surprised to see Kyle Shanahan come out. And on the opening drive, just throw the ball six straight times. Like I really, I really wouldn't. I, I
0: wouldn't think that's exactly what we're probably going to do, to be honest.
1: Totally. You I don't think we're going to. I think what me
0: you've me seen us. the last two weeks is not going to be repeated in the Super Bowl. Not at all. Correct.
1: No. No. I really, I really couldn't see it happening. I really think because Casey's going to come out, they're going to be stacking the box, and then you're just going to run. You guys are going to be running play action and boots the whole entire drive first drive. I honest, that's my thought. My perspective is I think that's. The opening drive is going to be all passing, and then you guys are going to put Casey on their heels, and then you're going to start running the ball again. Or, you know, or they're going to stay stick to their game plan, and then it's just going to be a passing. Which, you know, I, your your defense is so good, but I really think it's going to be a it's going to be a higher scoring game, I think, than what people would as, would anticipate.
0: You know, I, I, I'm I'm thinking somewhere in the avenue of uh um 45-42 is kind of what I'm thinking. Somewhere <laughs> wow, in that wouldn't surprise okay. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but
0: I, no, not neither. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But I will say this, and I love this. All last week, this is what you see. I see more often than not when you're watching all the talking head shows, all of the journalists, all the quote-unquote analysts, all of them, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. And more often than not, you, know, you see exceptions to the rule on either side, but more often than not, you see the ex-NFL players going 49ers. I think the Forty ers and it's and the and the analysts always go Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, the high flying offense, and and then the uh, then the the you see NFL X players going well, Forty ers scheming the defense. You know, you're you're kind of getting both things, and I'll be honest. I was really nervous in 2012 when we had to face the Ravens. I, I did not feel good. I didn't feel good from the moment they won to the moment we won. My father asked me. I remember from my, the unofficial fourth member of the cast, Rudy Seuss Jr. He has a message for you, by the way. Uh, I'll tell you later. Oh, and, uh, yes. I love yes, it. He's got a message for you that he wanted me to I put. I did. He, he does. I did. I said, I said, hey, do you have anything you want me to say to Louis B. on air? He goes, uh… Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tell him this. Tell him this. I said, okay, okay. I'll, 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 <laughs> oh, I'm gonna save man. this for you a little bit later. We'll we'll end with that. Oh, and uh, God. so, he, uh, I told him, I said, I do not feel good about this game. If it was any other team, if it's any other team, I would say we're gonna win. But because it's John Harbaugh and it's those Baltimore Ravens, it's his brother. I just the pit of my stomach tells me this is not good. I don't feel like that in this oh, game. Oh man. And I'll tell you why. To me, the Chiefs are so one dimensional. You've got Mahomes and his wide receivers and a good line, and that's it. That's it. And and I understand that they stopped Derrick Henry. I get all that, and I get that the defense has "quote unquote" played a lot better. If you look at who they've played in the last six weeks, it's not exactly a murderer's row of AFC's elite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No,
1: it's fair. No, it's it's really not. I I I noticed that as well on Twitter. Someone talked about that, and I was like. I mean, they have, they've stepped it up, but like, yeah, they, it's not, they were not really playing the, you know, the, the cream of the crop here. Like I, I do think that the win against Tennessee was impressive uh, because I think Tennessee was the, you know, besides maybe besides the Niners, I think Tennessee was like the hottest team coming into the postseason. Like once, not like coming in, but like from the wild card on, like to go into new England and yes. win and then to go into Baltimore and win like that was, I mean, they were the hottest team in the playoffs, in my you know, in my opinion. So I do think that their win over Tennessee is was super impressive, um, especially being down because then that's when Tennessee just starts running the ball. Um, But yeah, I don't I, I don't know if you were finished with your point, but I do just want to cut in on there and just say like agree with what you're saying, which which is yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a cakewalk. I do think. The only reason I'm giving KC the edge is because of Patrick Mahomes, because this because he's clearly just, he is, he's a special quarterback. He's elite. He's definitely on the elite level and he's just special. He makes plays happen over the last two years. He has the best uh, QBR under pressure. And then you look at the SF and it's like, well, the Niner defense gets to you by putting an immense amount of pressure on you at all times. So granted, you know, has Mahomes been under pressure in games like he has against, like he will be against SF. I don't know, but that's why I'm so excited for this game because we are seeing, we're seeing the best pass rush in the NFL versus the best quarterback against the pass rush in the NFL. Like it's going to, it's like a perfect unstoppable meets an immovable object. Like I'm, Oh my God.
0: Totally. Totally. We're going to take a break. Let's take a break. And we'll, I want to continue this conversation after the break. Got it.
1: This is is the gold gas.
0: Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by the Arizona Office of Tourism. Hey, 49ers faithful, guess what? There is only one game left. But that's okay, because it means that baseball is just around the corner. This spring, you can follow the San Francisco Giants, the Oakland A's, or your favorite baseball team to Arizona for Cactus League Spring Training. I love Cactus League Spring Training. Arizona offers a -a one-of-a-kind spring training experience 10 stadiums 15 MLB teams 75 degree temperatures All 10 stadiums are in Greater Phoenix within 50 miles of each other You can meet the players and get autographs before games Maybe you can meet Madison Bumgarner and tell him to rip up his contract and come back to the Giants. Come on. Let's go Arizona has so much to offer beyond the MLB enjoy live music from local and national artists Explore museums featuring everything from native heritage to modern art to musical instruments from around the world. Check off must-see destinations from your bucket lists like the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, Horseshoe Bend, and Tucson. I have always wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. That place looks incredible. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That site, one more time, is visit. Arizona.com slash spring training, and when you get there, let them know that the Gold Cast sent you. This, this is the Gold Cast. All right, and we are back now, Louis. I'm with yes, you, yes, sir. I'm with you on this, but let's let's just do a re- recap of our relationship together in these Super Bowls, and what <laughs> happens when. The number one defense goes against the number one offense in a Super Bowl, Louie. What happens every time, Louie? I have told you. I have, sat in your, I have sat in your apartment with nine other people and told you guys that Car- Carolina was going to lose to Denver. And everyone thought I was fucking crazy. And look <laughs> what happened. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Everyone's talked about, well, you know, the 49ers had a lot of trouble against mobile quarterbacks this year. Look at look at Seattle, look at Baltimore. Um, you know, that we we've we have had a lot of trouble against the mobile quarterback. Now, that all started in week 10. D Ford goes out. We never had our full defense once this year against any of those mobile quarterbacks. Wow,
1: I didn't know that.
0: This will be the first game our entire front four is fully healthy. On the field against a mobile quarterback never happened against Seattle or Baltimore. Did not happen. Wow. Did not happen against Kyler Murray. The first game against Kyler Murray, not the second game.
1: Right. Yep. Right. Wow. Not the I didn't know that.
0: So, so if you look at the two Seattle games, the one, uh, the the one Arizona game, and the one Baltimore game, no help, no front, no full front four, nowhere, none of it. This is the first time. So our trouble with the mobile quarterback. I I think it's a little bit uh, overblown, and people aren't really looking at the uh, at the uh, at, at the at the injury reports for those games because we didn't have our full defense, and now we do, and I think that makes a huge difference. D Ford is a huge difference. Quan Alexander, huge difference. You know, and obviously he's not part of the front four; he's part of the linebacker core. But you understand what I'm saying, uh, of course. But, you know, I mean, what happens, Louis? We've had this conversation many times over many Super Bowls this decade. The, the the we get these high-powered offenses. I actually was talking to my dad about this, and I said to him, I said, you know, this reminds me, this offense kind of reminds me of the ninety-four niners, how high flying they were. And he goes, Nope, nope, that's wrong. That's wrong. I was like, Really? I go, who is this? He goes, This game is a copy of the 1984 49ers versus Dolphins. I said, Really? He goes He goes, Dan Marino, second year in the in the league, high flying, super powered offense. They just look so unstoppable. Dan Marino's so unstoppable. And they go, they're gonna beat the Niners. The Niners have a you know a modest quarterback in Joe Montana. He's good, but he's not Dan Marino. He goes, but we had the defense. He goes, we had that defense. He goes and the defense was all over him. And he goes this to me my dad said, he goes, this game feels exactly what everyone's been saying in the last two weeks. And exactly, he goes, the Dolphins to me, the Chiefs to me, remind me so much of the Dolphins in 84. Very similar teams. Great, two amazing, incredible second-year quarterbacks. I think Mahomes is the best in the game right now. I think there's no question. Right. I, but I just think Agreed. they're just so one-dimensional. Like we just talked about, what are the, what are the 49ers going to do in offense? We don't know. No one knows. And you can't say that the last two games are any indicator because we can go back to the, to the middle of the season when, when we were going through the gauntlet and how, how, uh, how Jimmy G, they completely put the game on Jimmy G's back and he played fine. The defense has played well of late but has never had to go against a, an offensive scheme as complicated as this one. And I, while Tennessee is tough, Mahomes and that team has never gone to defense that is as fast as their offense and that this, this defense is literally as fast as they are. Which is
1: scary, which is scary, and that's what makes Nasuf so scary. I think because like that's the thing is like they're just as fast. They're just as fast. They have so much speed. I agree. Uh, I actually kind of agree with your dad. I hope I'm, I hope uh, he's wrong. I hope I'm wrong with agreeing with him. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, I I absolutely. I've heard a lot of comparisons actually from Mahomes to Dan Marino because yeah, he kind of had he obviously Mahomes athleticism is on a completely different level, but. They they're they're built around the same kind of hype right now at their stage of the careers like when Dan Marino was in his second or third year like that's what it was like he was Dan Marino was the next great he was the best quarterback in the NFL he was going to go on to win plenty of Super Bowls and he goes one against SF and then he never goes back again and I do I I don't think that's what happens with Mahomes I think and again like only time will tell. I just think Mahomes is on is so special. He's on such a different level. Totally. He's yet he's yet to throw an interception in every postseason game he's played. And I mean, look at who he's played. You know, what I mean, like granted, yeah, he hasn't played but he played New England last year, you know, in the AFC championship and didn't throw a pick. He, you know, he played who else in and, and, and you know, played Tennessee's defense who wasn't too bad. You know, like so like and yeah, interceptions don't just don't are don't make you great or not great. But man, like just seeing like to be that young. I'm to be that young in your first four, what is he at now, four postseason games and not throw an interception is just insane. The kid's like 24, 25 years old. So it's like – it's heavy. So, yeah. So I do think Mahomes is special. I do think he is going to have a long career, and I think he's going to win a, at least a Super Bowl in his career. But, uh, but, yeah, no, I totally get what your dad's saying. Yeah, this is very similar. Very similar.
0: Yeah, and I, but I'll be honest. I love the Chiefs hype. I love that Vegas has this, the underdogs. I don't want to go in as the favorites. I think that's actually – Better for the Niners. Better for the Niners. Yeah, you know. But I do. I really see, well, I think the Chiefs are the best at this one dimension. They're so effing good at this one dimension. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, just like the front four. What are the front four going to do? Well, they're just gonna rip through that O line and tackle you. There's not a lot of trickery. There's not a lot of blitzing. There's not a lot of joke. We don't need to be anything other than that with, with the with the front four. It's the same thing with with that uh with Mahomes and his wide receivers. They're a high flying offense. They don't need a lot of trickery because they are so effing fast and they're the best in the AFC at what they do. But I just think that when you compare the tail of the tape, when you put you stack these two teams against each other. The Niners just have just way more. It's just it, and and we're we're like, I just have a hard time believing that this one-dimensional team is gonna defeat this fully dimensional 3D team. I just go, I I go, I, I get it, I get why everyone's saying it, and I want them to keep saying it because that puts me in a in a very happy position. But but I just don't see it. Yeah, and, and I don't. I don't. And 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 uh, and I when in 2012 I knew we were going to lose. I I did not. I did never felt confident against the, the Baltimore Ravens. I felt like they had our number. I don't feel that way at all. I uh, to be honest, I am totally calm about this game. Very calm. I'm 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 just like alright I'm, I'm just kind of getting impatient for Sunday. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Chiefs are going to play us super hard. I do not think we're going to go in there and just run amok on them. But I will say this. If for some reason, if for some ungodly reason, the 49ers end up 21, up by 21 points to nothing or 24 points to nothing, you might as well clock out now because they are not, this is not going to be an Atlanta Falcons situation and it's not going to be the Titans or the Texans. The Niners will step on your throat till your head is gone and the, the clock comes down to zero.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Honestly, I think the biggest key for Kansas City is they have to get up early. They have to get up. They have to put the game in their hands. If yeah, if you let if you let SF dictate the way the game is gonna go, you lost. You lost. You lost before they even score a touchdown if they're dictating the way the game is gonna go because you can't. They'll they'll beat anybody if they're up. In my opinion, if you're if they're up by more than two scores, I'd I'd probably give a two score cushion. I think a two score cushion Mahomes could come back from. I think if you get more, if you give up more than two scores to the SF, you, I think that's yeah, you're, that's it, that's it. Because then they can just pin their ears back and go get you, and then they're just gonna run the clock out or throw, you know, or keep throwing. But yeah, no, I Casey, if they want to win, they need to get up early. They really do. They have to get even if it's just a touchdown, like an opening drive score, like you know, like 3 like whatever. Just they've got if they have any chance, they've got to get up early.
0: Yes agreed agreed and then the Niners if they do get up early they have to maintain it they can't squander it they can't they can't they can't fuck around in the third quarter or you know start letting this team get back and if if you let Aaron if you let Mahomes do what Aaron Rodgers did last week oh that's not That's not going to end the way it won't end good it'll end it'll it'll end with a tie game or overtime where we lose by three points and then we're like what happened
1: yeah yeah true you know, true
0: so I do think the teams are very evenly matched and it, it's going to be very exciting what is your final score what's your final prediction So my final score of
1: final prediction, which I'm now feeling uh, very odd about, and I made a bet on this. And now that you just made your whole argument, I am regretting uh, the bet (laughs) I made. But but life comes at you fast, bro. (laughs) Life comes at you fast, baby. (laughs) I will say uh, – so my my final guess is it's uh, KC over SF, 34-31.
0: Ooh, Casey over SF 3431. Now, okay, what what, did, what else did you bet? Get, throw me a couple bets you did. We're we're going to wrap up here pretty soon, but get, throw me a couple fun bets you'd put out there.
1: Yes, so so far I'm only I'm, I'm still early on uh the Gold Cast Nation you guys or Gold oh, Goldcast International, you guys got to know that I'm uh, a, a, a severe degenerate. Um I play I'm a fantasy <laughs> football fiend. Uh anything I can bet on, I would love to bet on. I usually go small. Well, I don't bet you know crazy, but I still bet a lot. But um, I made a bet last night. I was working at the bar. I was, had a buzz, and my buddy was there, and we're talking. And he was like, "What do you want to throw on the game right now?" I was like, "All right, 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Chiefs win. Boom." So there's 50 bucks right out of the pocket. I got five. <laughs> I think I got five DraftKings lineups already set a week in advance <laughs> for next, <laughs> and you know I'm gonna put more in next week as the game gets closer. So I am probably all in all before the game even starts I'm going to be in probably close to 100 bucks. And then what once the game started, you know, I'm probably going to be throwing prop bets out and being like, "Hey, who wants this?" Bit. And I'm <laughs> you got it. You got it. So uh yeah, I'm going to be in uh, I I'll, I'll I'll keep you posted obviously so you can let the the Gold cast Nation know, but it might it might get messy for me, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let me put it this way If you're going for the red and gold, maybe not If you go for the red and yellow, I, I, I can't help you You're on your own, you're on my own. You're on your own. It's
1: like the, it's the moment from Goodfellas And Polly's like, no, nah, I gotta turn my back on you That's literally how you are You're like, well, if you're That's back right. for the teams I gotta turn my back on you
0: <laughs> That's right, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Oh, Okay,
0: man. I've got some fun Rams questions Tough Rams questions, but fun Rams questions Got it. I want to know your honest opinion. Now, put your Rams hat on. Oh, it's on. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Always on. Oh, In fact, I bought you three for your birthday. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: cycle through them every day. Just one after another.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, here it is. What? Way too early predictions. I have four questions for you. What is the easy one first? What is the Rams final record next season oh that's so brutal
1: top of the I dome know. i'm giving it to you right at the top of the head Goldcast. i didn't get any of these questions beforehand this is all he did not, this dome, is all right yeah. off the cuff yeah. Yeah. yeah record next year i think the rims go oh 10 and 6 they go 10 and 6 next year
0: I, I was gonna say 10 and 6 9 and 7 somewhere in there
1: yeah yeah yeah, we were nine and seven in one of our worst seasons since Jeff Fisher. So I think that with a year off, with a year to get right, I think we're I think we're 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 looking at ten and six.
0: Okay, now I just this just spawned another question. This wasn't even planned. I had four questions, now I got five. <laughs> Where are the Rams what's their seeding in the NFC West if they go ten and six, nine and seven?
1: The Rams I think are gonna finish second in the NFC West. Um, I think Tennessee West is going to be even more heated next year because I think like Arizona is okay. going to be. I think Arizona is actually going to do better than people
0: expect. They looked. I thought they looked great this year for a young team. They really Dude. did, and I'm not. And I'm not. I'm not being hyperbolic. I was like, this. This team has got a lot of potential. They do.
1: They have a lot of fight in them, man. That deep for how bad that defense is, and for how bad the O line is, and for a rookie quarterback, and for a
0: first year head coach.
1: I mean, their record, you, know, you couldn't tell by the record, but man, if you look at the games and the box scores, man, they, they gave, they left a lot out there. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to be even more competitive next year. Uh, I do think we finish second to either Seattle or SF, but I would not be surprised to see SF repeat first and we take second, Seattle's in third or even fourth, honestly. I don't, I don't think Seattle is going to be in the playoffs next year.
0: I don't think so either. I think they were kind of hot garbage and they kind of fell backwards into this playoff season. Now everyone says, "Well, you know, they st- Niners Niners uh they don't stop them at the 1-yard line and you know, they're like 3 inches away from being the first seed." Yeah, but they were also two missed field goals away from being like 9 and 7. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, I I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nice said 9 and 7. T- yeah, 9 and 7. That's what I meant. Nine yeah, like seven. Th- yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Like th- we're they really they really they really they really got lucky on a couple of these games, man. Like, a by, lot by the, of them. Yeah, they won so many games by five points or less. It was insane, and at some point it had to flip. And it really, you really saw the last the last five weeks. It really flipped for them.
1: Oh yeah, no, for sure. And that, I mean, literally the, the worst stat that I ever saw was the Rams. If the Rams and week, if Greg Zerline in week five hits the forty-four yard field goal, then the Rams are in the playoffs, and, the, and Seattle isn't. Like right yep. there, that's one that's one stat right there enough that to just say that Seattle did not. They, they weren't a powerhouse team. They weren't a team that, oh, my God, they had a real chance. No, they weren't. They were an, av- they were an average team. They're an average team with Russell Wilson. That's all they ever are. Mm-hmm. There's an average team that they have Russell Wilson, who's a magician. That's all it is.
0: Yep. Third question. Do you draft a quarterback in the draft this season?
1: Uh I don't think so. I don't think so. My gut says no. And if if we do, you know, maybe a late rounder just to kind of get a guy in there to back up Goff, but
0: I don't but think not do. to not think, to possibly take the throne.
1: Not yet. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think I think McVeigh I think McVeigh still loves Goff, I think he still trusts him. I think our whole front office still trusts him. And, you know, the guy had Two great seasons put us in this Super Bowl, you know, and then last year had a really fluky year and looked rough, but behind a pretty bad line, So I think we hold on to him. I think he's safe for another year.
0: Okay. Here's my last two. And these are the toughest ones.
1: Oh, damn it.
0: (laughs) Is Jared Goff still your quarterback three years from now?
1: I will say yes. But I will tell you that it is dependent on this next season. What happens Ooh. in 2020? Okay, okay. Yeah. You got you got, yeah. you
0: got, a little doorway out. I see what you did there. Yeah, okay. I got, yeah, yeah. You fair. like
1: that? You like that? You like that little like, sneak
0: away there? Yeah. Yeah, I like that sneak away. <laughs> I like those play action. That awesome. little <laughs>
1: play action, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's all dependent on 2020. I do think he's there. I think he's there in three years. I think he's there in four years. Um... But 2020 is the season to to to
0: know what happens.
1: If we under if we underwhelm again, then there's going to be major implications. Major.
0: Yes. Okay. Here's the final one. Final the round. toughest one. Is Sean McVay still your coach five years from now? Five years from now. John Mc- so we're giving Goff three, so I thought maybe let me just give two more years. Ooh, is McVeigh still there?
1: Five years from now, McVeigh still our head coach. Yeah, I think I think I think we found I think we found a a a, a, a gold a, a gold bond, if you will. I think we found a gold
0: piece, <laughs> a diamond in the rough.
1: Diamond in the rough, bro. He came from Washington, which we all know is a rough spot where Shanahan came from too. And uh, I think, uh, I think, I think we got lucky. I think, I think five years from now uh, with the dominance of the Rams and the Niners, and the NFC West over the next five years, I think people are going to be looking back at that Washington coaching staff being like, wow, what was that? Cause they had McVay and Shanahan and Matt LaFleur who is in Green Bay now, who, you know, time will tell what he's going to be, but still to have Shanahan and McVay in the same system, I think five years from now, when, when McVay still coaching for the Rams and Shanahan still coaching for the Niners. It's gonna be like, I can't believe these guys were ever in the same staff before. So yes, I do. I, hey baby, hey, it's all optimism for me, bro. 2020, I'm all about optimism. <laughs> hey,
0: it's a new I'm decade. All about hope. New decade, new you, new
1: Louis, new Rams. <laughs> new Rams, new Louis, bro. it's, it's, it's all it's all hat, it's all hope, bro. It's all peace and love, bro. So I hope we're going to be fine, right? I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, so, yeah, man. you're talking to an optimistic Rams fan right now for sure. But, yeah, that's where I'm thinking. I think everyone's panicking right now, but I think we're fine. I think we'll be okay. Just need to chill. Just need to hang out, calm down, and we're going to turn it back around.
0: I love it. I love yeah, buddy. optimism. And then, you know, <laughs> uh, my job as a four nine five is to tell you our, I have every hope that we stop you from doing this and that <laughs> we continue our dominance and we go and get a second ring next year after oh, we get my. this one. i'm just trying to sit back to the big boy table i just want to get back to the big boy table with the other guys who got six this is some bullshit i've been at the big boy table my entire life and i can't tell you how pissed off i am that there's two teams above me and now i'm at the window looking in like like a little kid (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm at the little kid table now you're at the little little kid table all the other quote-unquote five ring chumps
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the plastic chairs, the plastic little
0: table. (laughs) My chair's pink. Yeah. The table's lime green. I'm all sad. (laughs) So sad. So So sad. sad. I'm drinking I'm drinking Coca Cola. They're they're drinking whiskey. (laughs) So sad. So sad, bro. All right. Well hey man, I'm I'm here
1: good luck. Best wishes to you guys. I can't wait for this game. I think it's gonna be entertaining as hell. And I think you guys do have a good team. You guys have a a bright future for sure under Shanahan. I think you guys are gonna be a force for a long time for sure, man.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I actually think this McVeigh Shanahan rivalry is only getting started. One last thing. My dad had a little message for you. I told you I was gonna save. He wanted to let you know. He wanted to let you know from the bottom of his heart that the um that players Get first dibs for tickets at the Super Bowl. So there is still a chance for your Rams to be at the Super Bowl this year. So <laughs> he wanted to let you know to stay a little optimistic. They could still be there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh that sounds just like oh, yep, that sounds just like Rudy Sleece Jr.,
0: bro. Yeah, Louis B. and Rudy Slees Jr., you guys don't know. It's all happened off air. They have a very special relationship you two
1: very you, special bond of the niners rams yes yep. we've absolutely. made plenty of bets
0: absolutely <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well louis thank you so much man it's been great i can't wait to have you on uh later on especially as we get near towards football again and our fantasy comes through again we definitely will have you back on and of course uh we'll be watching each other and we'll be talking so thank you so much buddy we'll talk to you soon hey All thanks
1: right? for having me man Thanks, Coldcast
0: absolutely so concludes another edition of the gold cast we are the voice of the bay i'm your host rudy Suisse the third and with me is my la co-host louis b boom we'll see you next time same gold cast time same gold cast channel this is is the gold cast